This is the voice of Carnage, and you are listening to Carnage Cast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Carnage Cast, the podcast about the Carnage Gaming Convention in Vermont and tabletop gaming in general. I'm Tyler, and with me today is me. I'm flying solo. And I just wanted to keep you all up to date on what's going on about Carnage and other gaming stuff in Vermont. When this episode posts, it's going to be January 12th. Uh, We are in the process of securing the date for Carnage 2015 and determining a name and a theme and all that fun stuff to go with the convention. Uh, We don't don't have any details we can discuss right now, but we're looking forward to being able to share something in the near future. So keep an eye on CarnageCon.com. That's our primary website. And you should also follow us at facebook.com slash carnagecon if you're a Facebook user. And uh, be sure to add us to your interest list so our updates get through to you, because we will be announcing the date and name and all that fun stuff there on carnagecon.com, Twitter. We'll talk about it on the podcast, too, so keep listening there as well. In the meantime, there's other good gaming stuff happening in Vermont. Just uh, this weekend was Winter Weirdness. That is the Winter Game Day hosted by the Green Mountain Gamers. They're a group that hosts uh, game days held all around Vermont. So uh, local people get a chance to come to a, an event that's come to them. And people from out of town will come in uh, to play games and meet new folks and have a good time. The Winter Game Day in particular, Winter Weirdness, is traditionally hosted in Barrie because that's sort of a central location uh, in the state of Vermont. You can come down 89 from Burlington. You can go up 89 from the Upper Valley. And the Northeast Kingdom can get there as well. It's great. Uh, it's hosted at the Good, uh, the Church of the Good Shepherd in downtown Barrie. It's been going on for four years now, for as long as the Green Mountain Gamers have been hosting game days. This weekend in particular was pretty spectacular. Uh, the, the count I heard from one of the organizers, Chuck Birkins, was about 68 people at a, at a peak. And that was in the, the mid-afternoon or so. So that's a really amazing turnout for uh, one of these game days where it's pretty casual, drop in when you can, play a game, take off when you need to go. Uh, and it wasn't just, uh, you know, the usual sort of Friends of Carnage and the Green Mountain Gamers getting together to meet up. There were a lot of people there I didn't recognize, which was pretty cool, because that means that there's new players who are either local to Montpelier and Barrie, or uh, more people coming from out of town who I haven't had the chance to meet yet, and that was really awesome. Traditionally, these game days will, you know, have a food drive or raise funds for one worthy organization or another. And in this case, uh, they ha- uh, Green Mountain Gamers put on a raffle to benefit the Vermont Center for Independent Living, which is an organization based in the Barry Montpelier area that helps people live independently when otherwise they may not be able to. And uh, they have they raffled off tickets and to, for a drawing. And winners of the drawing got their choice of uh, gift certificates to local store, local game stores of their choice. So in this case, the, the winners are two folks from the Upper Valley. So they're, now they're going to go to Black Moon Games and uh, get, get some gift certificates there to pick out something cool. Uh, and additionally, I think they also raffled off a copy of King of New York, which is the sequel to the Yahtzee-like King of Tokyo monster smashing game. And that was pretty cool. This was a great time for me in particular because I got to spend the whole day playing games from almost when I got there, minus setup time, to when we left around at 10 o'clock or so. Uh, I kicked off the day with Eldritch Horror, which is the uh, which is Fantasy Flight Games' sort of sequel slash expansion slash refining of Arkham Horror, and it's played on played out on a world stage as investigators run around. Try, explore gates, fight monsters, and try to prevent terrible evils from awakening. And uh, Carlo, our king beyond the wall from Sherbrooke, brought that down, and he had just 
gotten the uh, the new Mountains of Madness expansion for Christmas. So we got to do uh, play through a whole adventure fighting the Elder Things that were waking up in Antarctica. And uh, it was a lot. We had seven people at the table, so there was it was pretty busy and hectic. A lot of people running around, sometimes at cross purposes, other times sort of with a plan in mind. But then in that kind of game, everything changes two turns later, and it's time for a new plan. Uh, in this case, we worked through four different mysteries, and the last one was very fitting. It was about actually fighting an elder thing that had emerged at the Miskatonic outpost in Antarctica. And it was sort of a frantic race to find the thing that could defeat it. And then we all ran down there to sort of uh, pool our resources to try and take it down. And I thought that was a great climax to the game. It was a change of pace to be in a position in that game where we could uh, sort of win conclusively, I think, as opposed to squeaking it out at the last minute. That was, uh, it's, I've only played twice before, but that was definitely a change where we, you may not even necessarily realize that you're on the precipice of losing until it's 11.59 p.m. and midnight is about to strike. And then after Eldritch Horror, sort of continuing that theme of uh, cooperative games, I wound up trying Shadows of Brimstone, which is a, a new game from, from Flying Frog Games. It's a cooperative dungeon crawl-esque game. You can't really call it a dungeon crawl because it takes place in a mine in the Weird West, essentially. Monsters are sort of coming out of a mine, this mine shaft, so the town has sent a party of adventurers down into it to find out what's going on, and the adventurers include, like, a U.S. Marshal, a sharpshooter, a bandit, the saloon girl, because, you know, she's going to go down there, too. Uh, and they fight... Um, they fight these weird monsters that are coming out of the walls and they explore and find out the, there's an, another dimension bleeding over. The layout of the dungeon is randomized based on drawing cards off a deck, so that's very interesting in that you don't know what room you're going to go into or even if the thing you need is in this room or you have to keep going deeper. And then there's mechanics about how far you've gone in versus uh, the, the, the evil things are tr that are trying to get out because into the wider world uh, beyond the mine. So... It's a, it's a surprisingly crunchy dungeon, uh, mine crawl, I guess. It's more rules intense in the Descent, which is sort of my gold standard for the amount of, you know, rules I want to be worrying about in a, in a dungeon crawl-like game. Uh, and this, in the Flying Frog games in particular, pride themselves on this, these Baroque rule sets. And, and the, the, this one in particular, Shadows of Brimstone, the tables just kept coming. There was a table for this, there was a table for sand loss, there was a table for wounds, there was a table for mutations and corruption. And it's like, I think they were sort of exalting the role on the table model. So if you love having lots of tables and wouldn't mind filling a binder with them, this is a great game for you to check out. And then later in the evening after a dinner break, I got to do Sentinels of the Multiverse with the new Wrath of the Cosmos expansion. I played Captain Cosmic. Uh, he's sort of a Green Lantern-like person with a lot of hard light constructs. They were all vaporized almost instantly by the villain of uh, sort of Cosmic Annihilator by the name of Progeny. Uh, the only thing that saved that hapless group of of heroes who were completely outclassed by progeny was the scholar the dude-like uh philosopher slash alchemist uh who, who just spent turns drawing tons of cards in his hand looking for the one card that would lay down so much damage that progeny could not come back for it and that was a pretty unexpected win against uh a seemingly unbeatable villain so i thought that was a good first try for wrath of the cosmos without really knowing what we were going to be getting into and then to wrap up the night, because those first two games took up a lot of the day, uh, Elder Tor and Shadows of Brimstone are very time-intensive, to, to wrap up the evening, I got to play a little bit of Forbidden Desert, 
And uh, breaking uh, the run for the evening, we lost Forbidden Desert. Uh, the, the sun beat down just too many times in a row, and we couldn't get water to each other. And uh, the party died in desert of thirst. It was very sad. But that was, uh, that was my experience at the, the Winter Weirdness Game Day this weekend. Uh, I really like that space, uh, the, the undercroft of the, ch of the Good Shepherd Church in Barrie, because it's got, that, it's got that homey church basement vibe to it, and there's a kitchen, and the Green Mountain Gamers like, will bring in snacks and coffee and all that fun stuff. You know, you can, you can, grab, you can grab a bite to eat, there's lots, uh, and then get back to your game. It just feels very friendly and convivial. It's, it's more like a big party than it is a convention or anything like that. And I'm thinking about like the Unity Games or Board Game Geek Con where there's just so many people all waving game boxes in the air just looking for people to sit down at the table. So that was Winter Weirdness. It was an amazing day. The place was full of people all day long playing games. The basement was full. We were upstairs in the sanctuary playing games. It was just felt like... I think this is far and away one of their most successful game days. And I... Uh, Really happy the Green Mountain Gamers are keeping at it and continuing to host them and uh, that this location has worked out so well and I look forward to going back next year. But even before next year, uh, they have their spring game day coming up, Spring Meltdown, and that's going to be March 14th, which is Vermont Spring, if you will, at the Lake Moray Resort in Fairley, uh, March 14th, 2015. It's a uh, sort of their mega meltdown event in that it's a, uh, it, the game day runs longer, it's like 9 to midnight or whatever you know it's not until people fall asleep basically and uh it's going to be at lake Mori where carnage used to be so if you have fond memories of hanging out in the lake Mori ballroom this will be right up your alley if you've never been to lake Mori, this is a great opportunity for you to drop in for a, a day of board games and you know check it out and, and meet some folks um and it's sort of blossoming into this bigger event where people meet up the night before and they stay over and I highly recommend Spring Meltdown as the opportunity to enjoy the convention vibe without necessarily investing in an entire weekend. You can still just drop in for the part of the day or enjoy the full day or make a weekend of it or whatever works for you. Again, that's going to be March 14th, 2015 at the Lake Mori Resort in Fairley, Vermont. Um, I plan to be there. You'll get to meet some other Carnage folks there. Green Mountain Gamers will be there. Uh, be... And among the events they're going to have, there'll be board games. I hear there'll be a War Machine Hordes tournament. Uh, hopefully we'll get some role-playing games. I think I heard mention of the One Ring potentially being on offer. That would be pretty cool. And um, I like the way that that event is growing as well. And if it's, uh, it's in this, being in the spring, it's a nice counterbalance to Carnage in the fall. And it, it provides more opportunities for people to get together in Vermont to play games. And I think that is always a good thing. If you're curious where else you're going to be able to run into Carnage folks, TotalCon is a traditional destination. That's February 19th through the 22nd of 2015 in Mansfield, Massachusetts, outside Boston. They have a traditional schedule of role-playing games. They have the board game room. They have board game challenges. They have a panel track. They uh, encourage a lot of uh, game designers and illustrators and podcasters to attend as well. It's a great place to get that full convention vibe, but it's still on a manageable scale where you can know people and explore the whole space and not feel overwhelmed. And it's a nice little hotel, so you should check that out. And then PAX East is coming up uh, March 6th through the 8th of 2015. That's in Boston proper. Uh, I will be the Carnage representative at PAX. If you can find me in my Carnage hoodie, I will give you a thumbs up. So seek me out and get your thumbs up. 
So over the last month or so, I've had some other gaming-related projects going on. I have a, uh, I started a YouTube series called Decked, where, uh, where my friends play board games for your amusement. Uh, you can check that out at youtube.com slash decked show. It'll also be in the show notes of this CarnageCast episode, so you can uh, find that at carnagecon.com slash carnagecast. The idea behind Decked is it's live play of uh, board games and card games like you like you may find other folks producing on YouTube. My twist with it is that we use a full uh, three-camera studio with lighting and nice mics and multiple cameras and just trying to dress up the model a little bit. We're three episodes in right now, and we've been doing recording a lot of Netrunner because that's it's fun to play. It's easy to get two people, and uh, and that's a popular game that you'll find other people recording and watching on YouTube's. And while right now we have a lot of one-on-one card games, I'm hoping that we'll be able to expand out to include more board games in the future. Uh, there's one a recording session on the schedule right now that I'm looking forward to, and that'll be our first board game episode. We're recording in a couple weeks, and then it'll be posting on YouTube after that. And so go to youtube.com slash decked show and hit the subscribe button to get notified when that shows up. Uh, in other gaming stuff, I'm trying Doomtown again. I got that, got the core set for my birthday. I tried it a couple times. It didn't really gel for me. Uh, busted it out again last week with a friend and uh, he whooped my ass the second time. So it clearly gelled for him. And then he cursed me for making him want to buy another thing. So I think that's good for Doomtown. Uh, I'm going to need my friend to share his insight, and maybe I can get on board the Doomtown train as well. It's AEG's revival of the Weird West card game, where two gangs are trying to seize control of this mining town in the Weird West, which happens to be called Gamora, which you totally want to name your uh, settlement Gamora, because that has a lot of positive connotations for the future of your settlement. Um... And it's in the the game is interesting that it's not just sort of playing dudes on the table and smashing them against each other and like in Magic or even Call of Cthulhu, there's a positional element where people are moving around trying to seize control. The deck building component of the game also includes angling for poker hands because that's how you resolve shootouts and other things is based on card traditional playing card values and building poker hands, and so you have to bear that in mind when you're like trying to build a flush deck or a full house deck or the dead man's hand and things like that. It's interesting. I don't personally know if I buy the ability to construct for special hands, but that's what everybody swears up and down can be done. So we'll find out uh, as hopefully I get to get some more play time with that and parse out the nuances and maybe not get completely blown away by somebody at the end of their second game. That was just very, it was, it was a very impressive turnaround on his part. And I'm glad that it did because I think that, Helped him enjoy the game. And in addition to Doomtown, I've been trying to get more uh, playtime with Call of Cthulhu, of course, because uh, my co-host Ray is getting into that. Rod, uh, with the Carnage Convention, is also getting into it. I feel like interest is starting to build in it locally. I'm hoping that one of the Vermont game stores will host a tournament, so that'd be pretty cool. In the meantime, I would just like to get some more plays in with Ray and other friends, including Toby and Devin and uh, Rod, once we figure out how to play online. So th- that's really what's been keeping my interest lately. So that's about going to do it for episode 60 of Carnage Cast. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or your podcast catcher of choice. You can look us up as Carnage Cast in iTunes, or you can go to carnagecon.com and visit the podcast page to get the feed link for your podcatcher of choice. And while you're at carnagecon.com, you should also read up on all the news of the coming convention. As we start moving forward, we'll have more posts going out about dates and names and times and places and all those important things. In addition to getting the news on CarnageCon.com, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash CarnageCon, 
uh, like us there and add us to your interest list to make sure that our updates are getting through to you. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash carnagecon. Uh, tweet at us and we will tweet at you back and follow you and it will be fun, I promise. You can also write in podcast at carnagecon.com. Let us know what you think, comments and questions. Ask us to exposit on a topic and we'll be happy to think about it. And new feature, long promised, finally arrived. You can call in. You can call 802-448-2019. Leave us a voicemail, include your name, let us know who you are, and we'll play it on the show. It'll be like having a live-to-tape call-in show. Let's do this. Again, thank you for listening. This has been episode 60. I'm Tyler, and we'll talk next time on Carnage Cast. You've been listening to Carnage Cast, a production of NNEG LLC. All rights reserved. For more information, visit us at www.carnagecon.com.